Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining. This is Doug Mitchell on the Agile Discipleship Podcast, and welcome aboard. Today, we're talking with Dusty Trent. Dusty's a great friend uh, of mine. He's also been my boss before, so that should get you some some very good insight. And today, we're going to talk about one of the most powerful agile tools that I've ever encountered. Um, I've seen I've seen how this tool that we're going to talk about today called Kanban, I've seen how it works and I've seen what it does uh, to, to people, <laughs> what it can do for people. And I mean both of those in the most positive way. So, uh, Dusty, welcome. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate being here. And uh, one of the good points of my manager is surround yourself with people that are better than you are. So I uh, did that when uh, you worked for me. So <laughs> you're definitely better than I was. So. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I will, I, will, I will take that graciously and just say that I think we both learned a lot while we were together. Um, yep. And that was a, it was a very good experience. So, Dusty, I, I know that, you know, we could talk for, and we have probably, for hours and hours and hours about combat, but we don't want to, we want to, don't want to do that to our audience. So why don't we start off with a very brief discussion about what is this thing called Kanban and a little bit about its a little bit about its history. What is great, great. Yeah, I'll try to unpack this uh, pretty briefly. I mean, I'll give you probably. I mean, people could go to college for years and learn about this, but uh, it basically you can break it down into some just some simple components. Uh, it originated, actually, Tachiono, uh, working at Toyota in the 40s, came up with this idea, and Kanban is basically cards and bins. And imagine a supermarket, and as you start getting low on a product, you see a card show up. You know, you got three more things left, and it's like, oh, I need more of these things. So you take this card back, and you restock that supply, and it was just a, uh, a series of cards and bins is all Kanban is. Um, so it's a it's a way to manage process flow. Um, Agile had done a phenomenal job applying that to the way people do work. Is I'm going to work on the most important thing first. What is that most important thing? Now there's a lot of work to get to that most important thing, and I know you and Mike are working on that. But once I get that most important thing, I know what it is, and I'm going to work on that until I'm done with it. And what we do is we break it into smaller pieces. So I'm not going to have a week-long task. People just can't work with that. But if I have you do something that's maybe a two-hour task or a six-hour task, I've got a pretty good idea what that work should look like and what it should look like when I'm done. And I know I'm working on the most important thing. And uh, when you do that, um, I have seen teams uh, get twice the work done in half the time. And I've seen people get more work done than they ever thought possible. Uh, we call it hyper-productivity, and I've turned companies around, uh, never thinking that people could get that much done. And once you apply these principles, uh, people can get there. And the really cool thing for me is I have seen people's lives change at home. Uh, as a manager, I feel like it's my responsibility to take care of people. And when they go home, I want them to be tired, but I want them to feel like they did a good job and they got great things done because uh, then I know their family life is going to be better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen this over and over again, so it's, it's exciting to introduce this to people. So so that that's 
so if it started in, you know, this is fascinating that it started in the, the grocery store world and it was, uh, you know, borrowed as a sort of a logistical tool. What is it, what is the tool actually look like in practice? If you can sit back and just give a quick visual, we're going to have, by the way, uh, all of this, the visual, the visual tools, supplemental materials will be contained in the, in the course that we're delivering on Kanban, but, uh, and even in the show notes, we'll, we'll make sure and put some visuals in there. But if you could briefly describe what the tool looks like, what is it? Yeah, and this is the exciting piece uh, and the piece that really resonates with me because I've, I've run factories, and I guarantee every one of your listeners could hear this. I could take you into a factory, and in, a few, in, in less than an hour, you could be a process pro wizard because you would watch parts piling up. You know, somebody that can make, if you're making toasters and the guy's making power cords and he can make 500 an hour, but you're only assembling 50 toasters an hour, if you let that go for a while, all of a sudden you have power cords for toasters piling up. Mm-hmm. If you let that go for a month, it's like we have so much stuff. So you just go and you look at where the parts are. So what Agile does is it makes the work visible. And what we do is we use Post-it notes. And some really cool things happen there. Uh, we, broke, we break it into basically all the work that you could be doing which is a backlog. And then there's a leadership group that knows what there's, what the most important things are and they prioritize that work. And then we put it into a ready column. It's like, I know everything I need to know to go do this work. And then the teams will come in and say, oh, this is the most important work and it's ready. And then you have another column called in process. So you have backlog, ready, in progress, and that's when the person takes it and says, I'm going to do this. And it, typically within a day, they have that done. Then they put it into a quality assurance uh, category column. And that's where a leadership, somebody in leadership or another coworker checks and makes sure that that work is done properly. Uh, you can't check your own work um, and call it done, done. And then that's the final column is done, done is, You've done your work and you convinced at least one other person that it was done with quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the, the categories, the backlog, ready, in progress, quality assurance, and done, done. And so, so all I, the work is visible. Okay. So if I'm to look at this, I'm imagining a big wall in front of me here, and I have those columns, and I have... Uh, uh, just a bunch of sticky notes in the backlog column. That's all the work that needs to be done, um, you know, based all the tasks, all the, some of them big, some of them small, right? That's the backlog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then, and then I take a piece of that work based on priorities that are given to me, typically given to me by the leadership team, by my boss, by somebody. Maybe it, maybe maybe even I have some influence on that. But at the end of the day, we take some piece from the backlog, we move it into ready. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That is okay. correct. And, and then what, what is the – when it goes from ready into the work in progress, is there a decision that's made that moves it across to that next column, or is it just um, that piece is – just defined as ready to be worked on or like background work was able to make it available. Like I'm thinking production line 
stuff here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so maybe you could clarify how does that transition happen? Yeah, so that's one of the cool things, and there's so much to unpack, but uh, one of the things is we balance details with usefulness. And as it, if you have a task that doesn't have to start for three months, it could be a big thing like get ready for vacation Bible school. If it's in December, uh, maybe in October, and you have to get ready for vacation Bible school, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as you get closer, you break it down into smaller pieces. Oh, who's going to take care of food? Who's going to take care of pick up and drop off at the church? Who's going to do this? Uh, and you start breaking it into pieces. And when it gets into the high enough priority in the ready column, what happens is is the, the people uh, on the team know that this work needs to be done. And then what they do is they physically walk up and they will grab the post-it and they will say, I will get this done. And what I've done with teams, we figured out this the commitment. Um, people actually took little photos of themselves and would paperclip them to that post-it note and say, this is what I'm working on. And people say, I accept there's enough information here for me to complete this work. And in a factory setting, the guy before me working on something, if he gives me parts that are not of quality, I get to send them back to him and say, these aren't good. I don't accept this. And that effectively is what people do when I know this has to be done, but I don't have enough information. I don't know if you want to do something different for dropping off and picking up the kids, or do you want to do it exactly like we did last year? You need to let me know if we want to change this or not. And that quick conversation happens. Interesting. Interesting. So what uh, you, you had a great church example, uh, you know, um, what are some other applications then, you know, if you, if you think about all the different scenarios that a, that a church might go through, what are the different scenarios where Kanban might be applicable then? Uh, you know, and, and it works across, uh, it doesn't matter if it's in the church or not, but uh, when you're doing work and you have a team of people, um, it applies because it drives so much good communication. Mm-hmm. You know, a church could be having vacation Bible school, like using that one, you know, a month out. There's, there's a lot of things that need to be happening. But then if you've got, you know, let's start thinking about Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. We should probably start getting some of those chunks in there and start doing some planning for that and saying, well, it's six months away, but we should be thinking about these things. Should we start do, you know, do we want to start mm-hmm. strategizing? And you have a strategy session planned in July for your Christmas session. Oh, what should we do about this strategy session? Well, let's see what we come up with. And so you can have that farther vision out on, and, and keep track of things as well as the stuff that needs to happen tomorrow. And so, you, okay, that's great. So you give me an example of Vacation Bible School then. If, how is it different than if I visualize my work in that sort of in that Kanban board environment with a backlog a ready column, a work in progress, done, or 2A and done. If I'm visualizing my work and I see it all there, how is it different than if the church had this project plan and they've been working, you know, vacation Bible school, um, you know, there's a plan and it has names or spots for names or they've used this Excel document and, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of go through and do the steps and it says this has to be done four weeks out. You know, that's probably, I mean, it's very common. And, and I mean, it's more of a, 
what would be called right more of a waterfall project style perhaps but what's what's the big benefit of kanban versus a traditional project in the example that you gave yeah and Doug, I'll, I'll throw in um so as far as agile i'm a certified product owner and a certified scrum master i'm also a pmp certified uh like you were referring to a waterfall and this is a great mix. Those two worlds actually peacefully coexist. Um, your Gantt chart is a higher view uh, and more what the leadership wants to see happening. Happening, It might even be more strategic and more farther reaching. Okay. Um, when it gets down to what people need to do, um, human beings just like to know maybe one week to two weeks out what they should be doing. And you break these things into smaller pieces, and productivity just goes up. So it's all a productivity thing. Um, if it's on a big Gantt chart, I know I have to do this, and now I can do this. Um, there's less opportunity to inspect and adapt. Um, with the Agile, you do a daily stand-up where everybody talks through a very economical 15 minutes, and then you break. And people say, well, I don't have 15 minutes in my day. But what happens is, is there's so much less conversation after because you have these economical discussions every morning and then everybody's aligned on what they need to do. And you don't have to come back and go, oh, I signed up for this thing and I didn't realize, but I need this piece of work from you. Mm -hmm. uh, you have that in the morning, so you just get more efficient at it. And, and so, do, you think, do you think that stand-up meeting... Um, which I know is a is a pretty key component, right? Can that be adapted? Um, again, I'm thinking I'm thinking of an environment where there may be, let's just say, there's five team members and maybe 20 volunteers that are sort of, uh, you know, they might they might be available once or twice a week. They may just come on Sunday and have a meeting beforehand. Is is a stand up meeting to go through this board and the work that's being done adaptable that way, if necessary? Actually, I get really, I'm, I'm almost giddy to, to hear that idea because I hadn't thought about that at, at church. Um, it's ideal because you've broken work down into a small bite-sized piece. So you've got ready, able, willing bodies to come in and it's like, I want to help, but I only have an hour or I have three hours. It's like, oh, in three hours, can you do this piece of work? And people can go, yeah, I will work on that. So if I've got different volunteers coming, they can see what's already been done, and then they can say, well, this piece I can do. And if you base it on people's knowledge, skills, and abilities, the Kanban board is phenomenal because there's team members that, look, I hate accounting. I don't like doing that stuff, but I have to do it for my job. I built a Kanban board with my team, and somebody says, you know, I'd really like to do that. Could I could I do the accounting piece and the budgetary stuff for you? And it's like, yes, I'd love that because they like to do that, and I hate it. Mm -hmm. So we share the work, and people can pick up, uh, you know, different jobs, and, you know, somebody will have some skills that they say, hey, I'd really like to do this. And can you imagine that, somebody going in and getting to pick the work that they like to do and enjoy and giving your talents back that way? That's, it would just be amazing. Yeah, you know, the, our church, Living Faith Lutheran, right across the uh, the street today, had uh, had their annual 
work day where anybody can do anything kind of a day. And the first thing that came to my mind was, I wonder, I wonder if and Luke is the pastor over there. I said, I wonder if Luke has, has utilized any kind of, you know, visualization like Kanban. I, I don't know if he did because I wasn't, I unfortunately wasn't able to go over there and help him out today. But I, but I know this is something that he would, uh, he would like and, and, and actually, use because that visual nature of it, if you can walk up and just grab a piece of work, that it's it's almost just I don't want to say disarming. It's uh it's I don't know how I don't know what word to use, but if I can walk up and see some thirty minute or sixty minute block of work that I know and that I know how to do and I can just take that piece, go do it, take responsibility for it and get it back in there and see that it's done. It's a it's it's unbelievably more powerful than just seeing it on a list somewhere. It's even better than even checking it off of a checklist. I've found you know in my experience at least. So. Oh yeah, I've seen people. I've I've seen team members where they've done they went above and beyond that day, and they'll actually write it and then put it in the doing column and then immediately put it into the QA and done done just to get credit for it. And we stack up the posters at the end of the week and we look at the pile of work that was done. And uh, I tell you what, Doug, I've, I've taken some teams that were in some pretty big pain. And, and I like working with the worst of the worst teams because they're the ones that are most open to trying anything. Mm-hmm. And in five weeks, we had a team uh, where some of the gals on the team started weeping because not only did their work get better and their their the quality of their work, their home lives got better mm-hmm. because they were in a better shape. That's yeah. because people want to get work done and feel good about it, and yeah. Kanban allows you to do that. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really making work visible. You know, I mean. It can do a couple of things, right? It can, it can lead to amazing, um, amazing results. It can lead to people being freed from this burden of, um, I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it, but I, I know who we're talking about when we're thinking back on, on some of these experiences in terms of how much is, is sitting there and how much is in the actual work column and then having that brought to the front so that other people can help. And, and and that's where you're talking about it makes their personal lives, makes their home lives better. This tool can have far-reaching implications versus just, hey, we get more stuff done. So mm-hmm. I, I agree yeah. with that. I've 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 felt that uh as well. Um what what are the biggest uh we'll kind of close in on some of the biggest challenges here that, that people face when deploying Kanban as a tool, whether it's to do a specific project like uh, like you said, let's say vacation Bible school planning, for example, or Christmas service planning. Um, those are great examples. Um, what if, if you're doing it as a project or if you're going to, you know, use it as your day-to-day, this is how we handle all work, uh, you know, kind of workflow tool. What are the biggest pitfalls that you see with people in, in trying to deploy it? Yeah. Well, so, and I'm confident there's more information that uh, will be made available offline here. Uh, it, it would take a little bit to unpack that, but uh, I'll say one thing on your question is, if you have a team of people, you have to make all of the work visible. It's not around a Kanban team around Vacation Bible School. If somebody is, uh, if you have somebody doing custodial work and they're helping with Vacation Bible School, 
and all these other things. It's based on the people's work. So it's not the project. It's all the work that the people on this team, typically that team should be seven people plus or minus two. You can make it work otherwise, um, but it's a little bit more challenging and you need to know what to watch for. Mm-hmm. But it's all of the work that those people do. I don't care if it's day-to-day and then some vacation Bible school and then Christmas planning. It's based around all the people on that team's work. And that's a lot of times a struggle because I just want to focus on this one thing and then let everything else, well, you know, we just do this daily thing. You need to make all of the work visible. Because really cool things happen. You get more efficient and somebody starts seeing, hey, I'm running this report every day or every week, and then somebody will say, well, if we get this automated, uh, we could free you up for a couple hours a week or a couple hours a day, I don't know, and you just get more efficient because you can see it. You see the work and you say, I didn't realize that this much effort is going into doing these things. How do we automate it? How do we make it easier? Um, Just some really cool team things happen. Um, I've seen it, you know, not in a church setting, but somebody had the realization, it's like, well, if I change the information that I give you, I could make your job so much easier, and it's not difficult for me. I just didn't know what you were doing with it. And so you get the efficiencies, and that's what, you know, manufacturing, getting things done faster and more economically and with higher quality, and that'll happen. Introducing this, I guess the, the last thing that you would ask is, when I work with teams of seven people, plus or minus two, you always know who the leader is when I start. And I know when I'm successful, and I'll bring my colleagues in, and people will be doing these daily stand-ups, and I say, I challenge you to find out who the leader, who's the organizational guy in charge. Mm-hmm. And as they watch these daily stand-ups, you cannot figure it out because everybody is committed to doing their work, and these the stand-up happens. It's economical, efficient, great conversations. But you don't know who the leader is, because everybody is equally committed to getting the work done. Yeah. And that's when you know you have success. 